listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer episode 76 on Ed Reach. So you want to start a game club? This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, November 3rd, 2012. Ed Gamer's part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A really, 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 really big voice. You sound so happy, Jerry. <laughs> this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yes. Who are you? My name is Jerry James, and I am a art teacher in Schomburg High School. What? I'm not reading the... Uh, <laughs> I'm a this is the first art time. teacher. I, I would have figured I had it memorized by now, but uh, I'm actually not reading the document. And uh, I, it turns out that I was confused as to who I actually am. Great. Uh, I'm a visual I'm, arts I'm, teacher. Yes, you are, Jerry. At a high school. Near, in a high school. Near Schomburg, Somewhere. Illinois. In Illinois, yes. My name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, uh, good week, bad week? Uh, good week, good week. Been a busy week. Yeah, is there any week we get there and we don't say it's been a busy week? It's We're teachers. Yeah, forever. Yeah. I met, I was at a conference last night, um, which I ran into an EdReach co-contributor. And someone very special to our show, because uh, logo designer, Ms. Trisha Fugelstead. Are you shaking? No. Does it sound like I'm shaking? It sounds oh. like you're shaking and ringing a bell or something. <laughs> that would be my dog. Oh, I was, I, was, I was about to call your wife and saying that you're having some seizure or something. Congratulations, Duke. You made it on a podcast. <laughs> Duke, like it. Yeah, he's a big dog. About 90 he's... pounds of boxer. Wow. The sweetest dog on earth, though. And I got 14 pounds of fluff. <laughs> yeah, but yours kills rabbits. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> kill the rabbit. Kill the rabbit. Okay. Maybe PETA so, will listen. Um, What's that? I said maybe PETA will listen now. Yeah, great. <laughs> hey, listeners are listeners. I don't discriminate. And I didn't tell my dog to kill the rabbits. I'm sure you didn't. Um, I've seen your training pen you have there. <laughs> uh, so... I met Trisha in person for the first time yesterday, and as I mentioned, she's the one responsible for making that fantastic logo we have on our page, and this was at the Illinois Art Education Association, so art educators, all levels, K through 12, a lot of secondary as well, and uh, <clears throat> it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. She did an awesome presentation on turning STEM to STEAM, right? the A for arts, which is... We've never talked about that. Never. Never once. Never. Yeah, never once. <clears throat> um I forgot where this was going. Oh, this was going in general. Okay, see? The train <laughs> train wow. has left the station. Um, I was talking to someone who I had started taking classes with three or four years ago, and we haven't had any classes since, but he had come from a field of graphic design, you know, had been a, a designer out in the field for a long time and took some time off to get back into, you know, get go through the educational degree process. And now he's in his first year teaching. He's like, I never worked this hard in my entire graphic design career is yeah. like doing one day of teaching. It's like I get up at 4.30, you know, take a train into 
teaches in the city. So oh, takes a train into work. He's like, don't get back till eight o'clock at night. I was like, yep. Wow. I was like, those first years are tougher, but don't expect it to get a lot easier. <laughs> no. Every time you get used to something, something else changes. So yep. It's a. It was. I guess it's just confirming how much work we do on a daily basis. Yeah, and that, it makes me wonder sometimes because yeah. You know, within any job, there's some people that, you know, stay later, mm-hmm. uh, some people that leave quickly. But I know a lot of those that uh, work at home, too. Yeah. So I, I, I stay later and uh, and I still do stuff at home. You work at home. Back, yeah. You know, I think that's one of the big things that the people don't understand about education, too, is you know that person that stays later and gets in earlier and actually gets more work done. They usually work their way up the ranks. You know, I mean, not all the time. But a lot of times they're rewarded for that hard work. And although it's rewarding to us because we have more efficient classrooms, you never, you know, there's nowhere to go up the ladder in education. Yeah. You know, not a, hey, Zach, done a great job this year. I'm going to give you a $5,000 raise. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to make you VP yeah. of your classroom. <laughs> you won't be the president. You'll just, just be the, the VP. VP. Yeah. Of your own classroom. Yeah. So... Uh, some teacher whining for the day. Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I see we have a good administration in our building. Mm-hmm. We definitely could use another administrator. I mean, it's just, you know, there's been cutbacks over the years. And it's, they're they're working their tails off. But the stuff that they're doing, you know, yeah. one of them, of course, is discipline. And I'm like, I, no, I, I don't think I could do that. I thought, you know, hey, what about guidance counseling? Uh, being a guidance counselor, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's just like I'm dealing. I know I'd see some positives, but you know, kids are constantly coming to you. I have this problem, I have, especially in a junior high. Yeah. You know, I have this problem, I have this problem. Um, you know, elementary guidance counselor, I don't think there is one, but you know, right. <laughs> I, my 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 teddy bear lost an eyeball. Oh, <laughs> let's see, let's get out the sewing kit. Yeah, it, it's a little, it'd be a little different at that age. Not making fun of, just saying that it's just. It's kind of kind of crazy. And then this week, of course, uh, Hurricane Sandy yeah. uh, hit over the uh, hit early this week. Um, Still windy out there too. Yeah, thoughts are out uh, with all those out east. Uh, I tweeted out to Lucas Gillespie in North Carolina. He's fine. It was just he tweeted back saying, "Yeah, we're fine. Just concerned about those north." Uh, I know. You know, uh, Joel Levin, mm-hmm. New York City. I need to send out a tweet to him and see how he's doing. He's in the heart, he's in the city. Hmm. So the pictures you were talking about the pictures before we even uh, started recording. Yeah, there's some aerial shots out now that are just you know hard to believe it's on our side of a country. It looks like a third world country. And you know the pictures remind me of uh, Katrina. Yeah, some of those. It's just uh, Staten Island. Um, you know, CNN was there last night. I mean, there's houses, there's boats lined up the street, um, and it's I'm sure it's all throughout. But the the boats were pushed in. Yeah, I, they've been talking a lot about the Jersey Shore, and yeah. you know what's going to happen. Boy, I mean, you could rebuild it, but you would have to, you know, accidentally make it modern. And I think that was the that was the thing was the nostalgia of of it being old. So is there a point to rebuilding it then? You know? and, and then if you rebuild, what's to stop another storm? Right. I know this was a, I know this was a super storm, you know, yeah. because now it's called super storm Sandy. You have to have the alliteration in there. Um, 
what you know there's there's bound to be another hurricane yeah i mean there's bound to be something and you're going to have a storm in fact they're even talking about the possibility of another low pressure hugging up the uh east coast yep. early next week well i tell you the uh the lose lose argument down there is the this marathon have you heard the the discussions yeah. on this yeah they Boy. they wanted to do it and then they canceled it they did cancel it yeah, they did. I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, they canceled it. It 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 was you looked at the entire issue. It was really hard to argue either side because well, the money that that would have brought in. And, but and, would it have really brought in that money? I don't know. Because I don't know. There's not as I'm sure not as many people are going to be able to get there. Yep. Uh, there, you know, business is going to get go down. But then you have these generators. And porta potties sitting yeah. throughout the city, and then there's other places that need them. It seems, <laughs> yeah, it seems silly to even think about, you know, that and the police force that would be needed for it. We were yes. talking about this the other yesterday, last night at the conference. You know, the, just the sight of, you know, if you've ever watched or been to one of those things, the amount of water that people, yes. you know, take a drink and then throw mm-hmm. on the street, you know, compared to all these people that need fresh, clean water. Fresh stuff water. like that, I mean. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. It seems like a bad I, idea. I understood the reason why you're trying to, yes, hey, we can still pull this off even in this, this hardship. Yeah. But considering the fact that there are people that are suffering and this these supplies and resources could be used to help. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any marathoner that is upset about this at all. Yeah. Uh, though, you know, most of them I was, they were not most of them, but they were interviewing some people and they're just like, we'll be back next year. Yeah. You know, we'll be back and then they'll rebuild. But it's. Yeah, you can't complain about that. And, and yeah, it, it's, we could go into the political, but we're not going political. So it's because um, there's been a lot of things said. And I guess one positive was that uh, Christie and and Obama, you know, it just shows when people can work together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter political party. It, it really doesn't. Yeah, people need help. There's a good tweet by him that was, uh, you know, walking the the grounds today with President Obama. Yes, he's a Democrat and I'm a Republican, but we're both adults. And right now is the time to be adults. Yep. That's it. And that's why Christie gets a lot of respect. That's why he gets a lot of respect. So one thing that, you know... I don't I don't think we've ever discussed it and it's not really a game but it's it's something that usually comes out when there's some uh, weather events and I don't know who I thought it was a Google thing I don't think it is because in a, <laughs> you're talking are you talking about the wind map yeah the wind map yeah um, I don't think it is only because the more I toy with this website it's very interestingly put together <laughs> did you know you can like move the map <laughs> you could just kind of toss it all over the page yeah it's it's kind of interesting and it has this really uh, cool word called unzoom which is uh, right a new term I've heard. but it but it uh but it plays well with chrome and i think that was the whole purpose gotcha. it's very um, cool to look at though yeah if the map is missing or seems slow we recommend the latest chrome browser so it's it, it's kind of and I think that's where oh. I don't know if Google had anything to do with it, but they have a gallery. Okay, as we're sitting here talking about we're talking about something we haven't explained, the wind map really is an active um, map of the United States, kind of a black, dark background, and then it shows uh, the wind as it actively is moving throughout the country. It is super cool. Um, and then so it has. I don't know if they 
they're showing like Hurricane Isaac on here. I thought they would show some of um, oh, wow. the recent ones. You ha- you can go if you go to the prints section. Yes. You can find prints. Um, they they do sell prints, and like one oh, here cool. is uh, they have one from Sandy. Oh, they do. Yeah, October 29th and October 30th, and uh, they're pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's pretty cool. And maybe hopefully some of that, if you buy Goes this, back to you would towards, hope, right? Yeah. So they do have a donate thing here, but man, that is do. cool because it looks just like a Van Gogh painting or a Van Gogh, depending on how you say it. Yeah. So I was even I was in fact showing this map to my classroom as it was um, as the low pressure was over the northeast, and the kids were just like, "That is just." It's pretty cool. So just because of the current events, um, <laughs> just to see this, there's a nice low pressure. Get it? It's like in current. southern Illinois. What? Current. You said current. Oh, oh, oh yes. It's funny. That's interesting. Okay. So just wanted to mention that because it's pretty cool. I know I'm sure others have talked about it before, but it was just an, a current event. I need to unzoom. Uh, yeah. Magicians uh, – Kickstarter update. Uh, let's see. They're over... It's $18,608. It, we know it's all because of... Us. Us, and exactly. your donation. You did donate $16,000. 16, yes. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, we're just kind really of keeping nice up of you. with that. And, in fact, if other people have Kickstarters out there and they want Zach to donate, you can check out ZachGilbert.com. Oh, stop. Oh, my goodness. Spelled just like his name because it's his website. Right. Dot right, com. Exactly. Leave him a message there. Zach will get right back right. to you. Hey, something else I, I wanted to mention, especially current events, so I can totally get off the subject. Uh, iCivics, uh, stu- my students, when they had some uh, free time, if they were if they worked ahead and got some of their work done, I let them go to iCivics and they started messing around with the uh, political games, um, you know, basically running for president and how – you know how laws are made, how bills are made, and stuff like that. So there's there's some great uh, games on there concerning the elections. So at iCivics, and you can also pull those up at, on BrainPop, and those are free. Huh. So the other uh, other thing that uh, I want to mention is that the SICK conference, the SICK conference. <laughs> I think my dogs went to that. <laughs> they're, they're sitting down. <laughs> yeah, the SICK conference, S-I-T, uh, students involved in technology conference. <laughs> And it's February 23rd, 2013. It's uh, throughout the state of Illinois. I know other states have been looking at this, at this model. And basically, students are coming up with presentations just like what you went to, I'm sure, this art Mm -hmm. conference. And just like teachers present there, share their ideas, students are sharing their ideas with other students. So it's kind of like a a miniature-sized you know, adult conference. Cool. So it's like how to take better Facebook pictures of yourself. Yes, Good. that's exactly it. That's cool. Yeah, no, not so much. So uh, there has been, I know the the one here in town averages, I think it's averaged over 500 kids. Oh, that's awesome. Attending. Not and not everybody presents, um, but uh, my oldest daughter has. Done it almost every year since uh, third grade. Very cool. She's presented and she's attended. And my youngest daughter, who's in third grade, she is going to – right now she's saying she's just going to attend. So that might be good for her to kind of see what – you know, see what's going on. And then maybe the next year she can um, 
actually present because if you present you actually get chances to win some really cool prizes hmm. so my whole purpose of bringing this up today is that there's a planning stage for some teachers and some students to present on minecraft at this conference and then even have a contest a minecraft contest uh presented at this conference so there are two schools i'm at you know of course at parkside junior high school in normal and there's bloomington junior high which is the neighboring district school district we were talking about how we could have a contest between uh the two schools the two class maybe just two classrooms and putting together some designs and creations on minecraft so we're in the planning stages of that very cool and all that hopefully would be presented at sit <laughs> sit boo boo sit good dog okay <laughs> So, have you have you been involved at SIT? Uh, no. I know Scott Meach is involved up north. Oh, no, I have never uh, never gotten around to it. Um, I stand most of the day though. Okay, well that's good. Okay, moving on. So this is something we've been talking they about. Make sure for a while. to say I stand for SIT. <laughs> <laughs> what does SIT stand for? I stand for sit. I think we'll. I, I like that. I might bring that up as a T-shirt. I think you should. That would be pretty cool. So Jerry has been working with his game club for a while, mm -hmm. and we've talked about how we would kind of because actually I'm going to try to put one together at my school, and we thought this would be a good time to discuss. You know, hey, you want to start a game club? So. What's kind of an outline? What are some things that you want to think about if you want to do this within your own class and I want to, within your own school? I want to preface this by saying I got incredibly lucky because um, <clears throat> whenever it's not an official it, – it's sponsored by the school, but it's not a school-run club. It's a student-run club. So gotcha. the rule is I'm not allowed to do anything. It has what? to be the kids oh, putting create. this together. So, okay. um I got lucky because I had four kids, and now I watch them do all these steps, so that's you know my contribution. But um, I actually didn't even have to do these steps; the kids did them all, uh -huh. which um, is something else. You know, there's something to be said about that too—that they had the desire to go through all these yeah. steps. Yeah, and see ownership. Yeah. So yeah, I got and you have high school kids, mm -hmm. and I have junior high. Right. So different. You know, yeah. I can see a little difference there. Each school district's different too, because I. And this is something I will have to discuss with my administration. Do I have to, you know, do I actually have to do that? Does it have to be a student-led club? Can I be a sponsor, just be volunteering? Because mm -hmm. I, I know most likely I'm not going to get paid. Um, and, and so, there, you know, are, some, there are, and I guess we can talk about this when we get to the mission statement. There are ways to get paid for it, too. Um, in your school district? Um, well, I would have to put up a real big fight if I wanted to do it, because um, I would have to gain approval at all the schools. But are you trying to get bribes from your kids? <laughs> um, I, what are you I, talking about Jerry. No, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, getting sponsored by the school. My point is, um, when you present this to administration, besides calling this, they see gaming club as a bunch of kids want to sit after school and play video games. Um, but there are real benefits to to this club happening primarily um great social stuff which we've talked about before for kids that don't usually have these social interactions okay so let's let's yeah let's uh let's go through the outline and then we can because i think there's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about 
but uh, let's try to f- let's see if we can fit this in the outline. Okay. Because it's it's really good. So start a game club. First bullet point. Okay. First thing you thought of was what, Jerry? Get a game. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, the first thing you have to do is you have to judge student interest because really, um, that's where a lot of you know clubs fall apart is they get that kind of flash out of the pan. Is that a real term? Flash out of uh, the can. Pan flash. Wow. I'm not flash. even gonna comment. Okay. Just go ahead. Uh, flash burn. <laughs> you get that initial. Crash and burn. Yeah. <laughs> that initial, you know, interest, and then um, if the kids, you know, aren't really that into it or never really were. Then it starts to fade away, and then it's just you and you know, three other kids sitting in a room for an hour after school. Which you know, so Woo-hoo. finding the interest, and I'll tell you this: the interest is there, um, in every school, everywhere around the country. <laughs> because yes, my kids. I mean, we're we're still averaging about 50 kids. Now we're a large school. We're still averaging 50 kids a week. They come for almost two and a half hours after school, and and hang out. Um, and 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 I'm guessing there's probably a lot of other kids that really don't know about it or yeah. don't think that they can come or they have uh, they have other plans or other things are going on. They just can't make it. Yeah, we put up flyers once a month ago. You know, and we, we haven't put up any flyers ever again. Most of those have been taken down or have fallen down at this point. Um, it's just completely word of mouth, you know, so it's – but judging – the and we're going to go to, you know, the next step is – getting administration approval and i can tell you as somebody who's going through leadership classes my first question is going to be well how many kids are interested in this you know i want to judge exactly how are are you telling me there's going to be 20 kids in a room are there going to be 450 kids in a room are you telling me it's going to be three kids you know that's definitely going to be one of my first questions so judging some kind of interest is is gonna definitely gonna help uh, so when you go to administration, you, you want to have, make sure that there's interest, but you have, you need to have a location, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you know, if the location, you need to have enough space, right. Mm-hmm. In that location, because you have 50 kids coming mm-hmm. and is that, you know, the location you had, is that capable of holding all those students? Right. And you also have to consider what you're doing. Um, we got very lucky because I have access to one of the art rooms obviously being an art teacher um right. and we have uh we have working tables in there you know so these are large probably probably six foot by six foot tables um that are just absolutely perfect for their square for uh board games you know you can get 10 people around the table there's five of those six oh, actually i guess there's nine of those tables in the room which makes it a uh, really really nice you know it's a perfect gaming environment so you're going to want to find somewhere with if, if you don't have a room with tables in it, maybe like a, a faculty cafeteria or something, um, you'll need to find something with movable desks. You know, And sometimes if the chairs are attached to those desks, <laughs> it's tough to get them in any kind right. of an arrangement to, uh, to do that. So that, that, you know, that can be a challenge. I think, you know, I'm gonna, for me, I'm going to start off probably within my classroom. Mm-hmm. I have tables. Yeah. I have about 30 chairs. So, you know, we would see... You know, if we have enough room, if, uh, if it starts spreading. Something, there's something relaxing about floors, too. If you can just get yourself floor space. Um, I know about 10 kids each week take um, snake oil, that card game. They go outside yeah. into the hallway, and they sit around and, 
in play out there, you know, just sitting on the floor because they're just kind of like that. Well, anyway, so. in some games, games are a little bit more vocal or louder than others, and right. it just depends on which, you know. So it, it, you just have to figure it out. The other thing is, too, is I have an adjoining room with one of my team teachers. I'd, I'd have to get approval from her, but I'm sure she would probably say it's okay. So, you know, even if I had ran out of room in my room, it's a possibility I could move into the other room, and um, there's kind of an adjoining, we call it a project room, and I can stand in the middle and actually watch both rooms, and it's it works out pretty cool. well. Um, so that's that's something that could that could help out. Yeah. The other thing is uh, we have a digital media lab. Oh, cool! And it's big enough that you know not only does it have the 30 computers, but there's tables lined on I think two sides of the room. Mm-hmm. So if we needed table space, we could do that too. So yeah, just and then getting approval for that, you know, because I'd have to talk to. Uh, Make sure I get approval from administration, but also from that teacher that has that classroom. Yeah, you, you just want to, um, w- when you approach the administration, everybody's busy all the time. So the more things that you can have, you know, if you come in wishy-washy, there, there's a difference between being unclear and being able to, uh, you know, compromise, I guess. Like, if you come in with this idea, like, hey, you know, some kids approached me, that's the way I always start things, because that's, that's that shows already that there is student interest. You say some mm-hmm. kids approached me about starting a game club. And, um, I think we've got solid student interest. I've thought about it. I've got this location, um, you know, that works out well. And then the biggest thing is time. Um, especially with something like games, you know, you get a good board game going. The last thing you want to do is get cut yes. off, but you have to put a time limit right. on these things. Um, I know we have, I don't this is going to be case by case, but um, so our school day ends at 245. We have a 345 bus that the students can take, and then we have a 525 for um, later activities and athletics. So I have to make sure those kids are on that 525 bus, which usually, unfortunately, ends in some games <laughs> ending too fast, you know, but but there, it's important because otherwise, you know, you would be there <laughs> right. hanging out. And some of these kids have no ways to, to get home. Which, right. And that's even high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so and I don't yeah. know where on this wasn't really on our list, but I'll throw it in because it's something that I got hit with that I didn't realize. Um, some students have very specific transportation arrangements that, you know, need to be considered, such as um, I know there's legalities with uh, special education students. They have to have a, you know, they have to be on one of those, one of those buses. And especially with younger kids, you know, you don't, you don't want those kids getting caught, you know, without some way home. Right. And I just thought of this uh, parental permission form. Absolutely. Anytime you got them after school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for junior high, they definitely have to have rights. Now I do know that we have on certain nights we have some buses that take kids home but yeah that's something I'm gonna have to definitely look at and and, and figure out so and then another way too you said that yes there's student interest but uh, to show that there's a need mm-hmm. you know is there a need because we, there's always a uh, I think especially for these and everybody games but you definitely have a core group of dedicated gamers mm-hmm. and it's a it's a unique group Trust me, I know I was part of it. So, is you know, you want to make sure uh, that administration knows that these kids, most of them are not participating. Mm-hmm. There's a, I shouldn't say most. There's a lot. There's a good number of kids that do not participate in sports 
or any other types of activities, and this would be a definite outlet. We we toss around the you know the term geek a lot, and and it's become kind of a, a nonchalant term, but uh, part, you know this is a big part of of that community, and sometimes and and yes, this is a broad sweeping generalization. But sometimes, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Some of these students have social issues. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot even within our club that, you know, they're, they feel more comfortable, but they still have some social issues and, right. and need, you know, this, this club helps them. And I like to always find hot button issues <laughs> to, you know, that, that help you push these things through and right now bullying is so big you know like you can tie anything back to bullying if you mm-hmm. if you try and um besides the besides the fact that it you know it's good for these kids social skills it does help them to to get over some of these some of these things and and talk to gives them more kids to talk to which you know if you can tie that back to bullying that's always something that can help yeah to prove to administration that it's more than just a couple kids playing a video game. Right. I don't want to turn kids away, but I also know that I'll probably have some students of mine that will want to attend, but yet this is the teacher slash parent in me, you know, Hey, uh, Johnny, you, you still haven't finished, you know, your science or your social studies and you're coming here. So, you know, I might, it could be a, um, I don't want to turn, like I said, don't want to turn kids away, but it could be an incentive if you put it to the student correctly mm-hmm. and maybe get some parental support that, okay, you can attend, you know, a uh, game club if you have your, your work that's done. A, that's a really good point. I, I don't, but I don't want to turn kids away. Yeah, I don't see that end because these, most of these kids aren't in my classes and right. it's too big of a school and they've got so many classes that I, you know, I don't see that in, but man, yeah, in a smaller school or with kids where, you know, and maybe then even talking to, uh, talking to other teachers, you know, something, but like you said, you don't want to turn kids away, but you know, that would be a great incentive to yeah. to have kids get their stuff done. Okay. So we have, we have interest. We've talked to administration. We got a, that all taken care of. Now we should have, especially in your case, you, you had the setup. You want student involve, involvement. You want buy-in. Uh, we need to set up a planning meeting, and that's kind of where I'm at because I have a core group of kids that are that are interested, and uh, we're going to call those, you know, might as well be geeky about it, guild leaders. <laughs> and uh, so you set up a meeting, and you brought up something that I thought was very important. I know it's kind of one of those things that we do in education, and I know within the business world they do it, but yeah. before you even start, Okay, let's put, you know, let's do this. And what is it, Jerry? Trying to throw up in your mouth when I say this, but a mission statement or a, or a, <laughs> a vision yeah. statement or, or essentially a collection of kind of your goals. And I think there's two good reasons for doing this besides, you know, I mean, I mean, we've, we've had to do them so much now in education that it's getting getting a little ridiculous. But, but the concept of them is good because when you get a group of people together and you try to get them all to make a statement, you're forced to look at the things that are really important to you. And um, that can be good for, you know, for this, especially if the kids know it. And I think when we talked about our guild leaders, I think it's important that you're talking about like at least three or four kids, not just one, um, because as opposed to having a president, you know, and forming a dictatorship, it's really important to have, I think, three or four kids to kind of spread 
the responsibilities out to because you have to remember this is not for a grade it's all after school fun stuff so if you need this kid to go hang signs and the kid doesn't show up and hang signs you know <laughs> then you're hanging signs yeah so it, it you know ki- the kids can still be kids they're gonna be days they're sick they're gonna be days they're gone right and uh, somebody can step yeah up. you need to have more a bigger leadership core than that so this is kind of like an oligarchy or a triumvirate bless you <laughs> Sorry, the Soul Stage teacher is coming out. Yeah. So yes, don't ever say those things in Game Club. No, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's cool stuff. It is cool stuff. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, the first rule about Game Club is don't talk about Game Club. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. um, okay, so we have to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know your focus and your goals. I mean, if you're having problems with administration and you can sit three or four kids down and you can <clears throat> you can get them to make a mission statement about why they want to have this club. That's that's pretty awesome, you know. Okay. That just so, moves everything else. Yeah. So some of the things that you, you probably should bring up would be uh, what games and platforms. Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be board games? Is it going to be card games? Are we going to do computer games? Are we bringing in an Xbox or a PlayStation or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of interest. And in, in, so this was the interesting thing that happened. Um, the kids wrote about 50 different games around the outside edge of the flyer. And it seemed like every kid came because of a different game. On, oh, I'm sure. Some kid was like, I heard this is the Minecraft club. <laughs> it was like, I heard this is the Xbox club. And I was like, oh, oh right, we are going to have problems. But you know what was amazing? Um, they were initially like, oh, well, I don't want to be here if we're not going to play you know, Minecraft on the big screen. But then all of a sudden... You know, and this this is again the shout out to the kids that set up the group in my school. The leaders would kind of be like, "Well, hey, why don't you come play this game with us for a little while?" And then those kids are locked in, you know, and all of a yeah. sudden they're learning a new game, they're communicating, they're having a really good time, and you know they forgot that they were angry that. So Snake Oil was one of those games, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah, Snake yeah. Oil was fun. It, it was something, you know, it just like apples to apples. Kind of, um, I probably need to play that again. I can really differentiate the two. This is made yeah. by the same company, so obviously there's right. some difference. But um, yeah, kids just love that. You know, something you can pick up in ten minutes, and it's goofy, it's funny. Right. And, um, they really had a good. Time. I, I have one that uh, word on the street, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, the kids just. I mean, some of the kids are like, "This is my favorite game," <laughs> and you know, and these are kids that play multiple types of games, and I think it's nice to introduce to them board games, and. Now I have students that are in my tutorial, which is like advisor advisee time, uh, study hall, uh, but it's kind of tutoring, so I'm helping kids out. But I tell the kids, hey, if you get done and you're done with your work um, and, you know, we might not be working on um, an enhancing, you know, lesson or anything like that, a little bit extra, then, yeah, let's get out. They want to play Word on the Street. Can we play Word on the Street? Can we play – yeah, that's fine. It's it's an incentive for them to get to the point where they have their work done. And whether or not they know it, they're actually learning something with that game. Yeah. So, yeah. And the social skills that they have with that game, they have to spell things correctly. The kids are, are double-checking the spelling. They're making sure that the answers that the students are giving actually fit, and they're discussing and debating. It's awesome. It's so fun. And we have some uh, intern. We have some intern student teachers that have come into the room when the kids are playing and then they want to start playing and they're like, this is a black. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things and it kind of spreads and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So 
if you're thinking as a teacher out there, oh, we just have to have computer games. No, no there's no way, there's card games. There's all different types of games. No, it's it, you know what it's like. Um, so I have two clubs running that day. So somebody actually, two other teachers fill in for me for the first hour while I'm at this other club, and uh, one of the other teachers came in. And uh, he had never been to the club before, but he told me he was interested in helping out. And I was like, man, you know, these kids know me. I was like, I, you know, I just hope, you know, he, he's a really good guy. But I was like, I hope that, that he, you know, that it's not weird for him or that he, you know. Right. And so, like, I peek back in about 20 minutes later, and he is like, he's got like seven kids, and they were playing a hardcore game of dominoes, you know. <laughs> and it was ah. just awesome to see, you know, like, uh, people can get sucked into the, you know, the, the simplest games um, it doesn't have yeah. to be big it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you bringing an xbox in and getting tech help to hook it up it can yes it can be as simple as card games yep and don't dismiss those the the digital games either oh yeah so you have you know we have one-to-one with our sixth graders mm-hmm. and so i'm working with our tech department to get us, uh, some things installed i finally got uh, steam to load on my teacher laptop and Portal 2 will actually play on there. Now our goal is to try to get that onto the student laptop. So that's one thing that I want to try out. The next step is Minecraft because I want to do that, especially now that we could have a goal to uh, for the SIC conference. And you know, and I'm trying to get Civilization. So I had kids that last year came in and played Civilization. So those are, you know, those are some things that can be easily done. And there's some online games yeah. that can be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. We, had a, we yeah. had a giant Mario Kart tournament last week. It was great. Oh, cool. We hooked up the old Nintendo 64 to uh, to the projector, and we had a good time. Oh, was nice. Okay, so time. You are kind of set by your time because of the buses yeah. that leak. Okay, so, and then I'm going to have to figure out time-wise because you don't want to have it too short. Mm-hmm. But yet, I don't want to be there until, you know, 6 o'clock at night. Right. So, those are things that we'd have to discuss, the students would discuss and try to figure out. Um, and then... I'm guessing I would help guide them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, advertise and announcements. So announce, making sure you get the word out, mm-hmm. uh, making sure you make some signs and put those throughout the school. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. You had your students actually created the signs, correct? Yeah. Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my students, it's also an art student, uh, did it. He did an awesome job. Um, I'll actually, I have a copy. I'll scan it and I'll send it to you. It's pretty, cool. it's a pretty sweet, cool. pretty sweet sign. Um, and then, like I said, they, it was, I think, as cool as the sign was, it was almost more important that they wrote all those those names of games around the outside because then kids right. were like, uh, "Oh yeah, I love that game," you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah let's go check that out. You know, let's that check was that, out. that was just I don't know why they did that at the last second, but that was actually like the the magic of the sign. Uh, you know, we we're kind of joking about you know uh, the first rule in in, in game club. Um, so one of the things I, I think should be um, just popped in my head, you need to try a game at least once. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't don't come in and, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Right. No, just give it a try. Yep. Try it out. Uh, okay, next step was sponsorship. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've kind of hooked up with your local game store? Yeah, we're still working on this. Um, this is... You know, the, the club took off so fast that I'm trying to figure out how, you know, how many kids so I can give them an accurate number. Um, <clears throat> but we kind of have two stores right now that are running like specials for the kids. if They come in, you know, things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get back to you when I get that finalized. But um, huge interest from the gaming stores because they know that's their 
Yeah, bread and butter. They're bread and butter. They're meat and potatoes. They're uh, yeah. bread and potatoes. That's where um, that's where they're getting. You know, all those kids are coming back then to buy a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, they um, they are usually more than willing to. You know, if not, if you can ask them for you know, donations of, you know, maybe a game or, and sometimes it's not even coming out of their pocket. You know, a lot of times they get demo games and things like that, that they might just be happy to, to hand over. Um, obviously there's no way to speak for, these are usually private, privately owned things. You know, I'm not, (laughs) you could go to a Toys R Us, but I think you'd probably be hard pressed to find, you know, I, I think we're looking more at like local ownership. Right. And, you know, we had a, um, a special day at a lo- local Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was some buzz on Twitter, or on actually Google+, Plus, where people were talking about, well, their RPG stuff has really dropped down dramatically, the their books and things. And, yeah, it, I think, you know, it used to be two shelves, you know, two two shelves, two or three shelves that they would have tons of stuff. Now it's down to one. But one area that's actually grown is there at least in our store is their board gaming hmm, and cool. they were interested in maybe you know hooking up somehow and um you know connecting with a school so yeah i don't think that's a bad thing at all i will tell you one small word of caution and this shouldn't discourage anyone from going out and trying to seek a sponsorship but um you obviously wouldn't want to enter anything contractually because again, they're, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're kids, but also a lot of, a lot of these places will try to promote kids coming in on like a Friday or Saturday night to do like tournaments. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll open up like the back of the store, things like that. Yeah. And that's very cool. Um, my recommendation would be just make sure there's a separation from your school and that event, unless it is a school sponsored event and you plan on right. being there. Um, just because you, you know, you don't want to be responsible for what's happening. Uh, you know, it just, it's just asking for, you know, kids getting in trouble, maybe on the way there, on the way back, what happens yeah. if a kid steals something well, off a shelf? It, you know, I would just, I, in my opinion, I would keep that separate as not a, Oh yeah. No, in event. fact, if, if a game store came in or Barnes and Noble, I, I'd have them come to the school. I wouldn't really want, yeah. Uh, us to meet up there. Yeah. I'd, I'd want to have control of, of the situation and make sure that they're not sitting there. Hey, we got the game, you know, game night at our our store. You know, right. I, I think I think giving some of that information, but also recognizing this is this is separate and letting parents know that it's separate. And that's kind of the other thing too, sponsorship, getting parents, because there's you know, especially our age, uh, we we game. So right. I know there's parents that like to game and they'll even game with their kids. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's something. Yeah, getting some the, parental help, at least in my age group, because junior high. I would say especially in your age group. Yeah. But even you know, I got even a little concerned because it, we couldn't meet one week because um, of a, a half day at school, and the kids were like, "Well, can we meet on Thursday?" And I was like, "I think we just got to cancel this week, guys. You know, there's no other day we can do it." And then uh, one of the other kids was like, "We'll have it at my house, game club at my house," and I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Not no, <laughs> this is not a school-sponsored game club. You know, if it right. happens at your house, just I I think sometimes that sounds great. Like, oh yeah, the kids are getting together outside of school. This is fantastic, and it is good. It but is you good. You just don't but want don't to call put a game that school stamp on it. Yeah, happening. Don't call it game club. Just say right. hey, uh, hey, let's get together. Yeah, you know, he's want to get together as friends. That's fantastic. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, local gaming groups. I know we have a large uh, Pathfinder uh, RPG 
group in Bloomington Normal. And my thought was maybe talking to them and maybe doing some type of introduction of role-playing games for, for some of the students. I think that would be kind of cool. So, you know, those are your communities. You know, each community has their own little groups, but I, th- I think that is one that I'll definitely try to contact and, and see if they can stop by and, and uh, do some introductions. For sure. So we have, okay, so everything's set. We have a first meeting. Uh, another idea that you came up with, which I thought was really good, is, uh, you know, basically, I'm guessing at the beginning of the meeting, what do you, what do you share? Well, we always, I always make sure, first of all, that they've got enough games to play. Now, I got really lucky. Um, two of those kids that, that set up this group had a ton of old games at home that the parents didn't mind them bring, bringing in. And unfortunately, uh, you know, one was a glass chess thing. It was older, but what do you think happened? You know, within Broke. within two weeks, there was a you know a knight or a bishop or somebody on the floor with a broken head. Um, <laughs> so you know, obviously, you got to be careful with kids bringing in their games because this is stuff they're bringing from home. Real easy for chips, stuff like that, to get lost. But pieces to mess. Yeah, pieces I wanted to. I wanted to make sure that um, they had something to play. So I brought in. That's when I brought in snake oil and I brought in this geek trivia game. Um, and, uh, it's fun. It's really fun to, to bring in a couple games of your own to share with students. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, each meeting, uh, introduce a new game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, initially, um, I had to hold myself back cause I was like, Oh man, I got all these cool games I want you guys to see. And then I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost better to, you know, obviously it depends on how many kids you have, but the way we have it set up right now is we've got like two or three tables of kids just playing all magic and Pokemon, you know, the card game type games um, yeah. which you're really into and then we always have a game of the week or a game of the month um just kind of depends because usually it takes a solid day to explain it so sometimes the next week we bring back the same game just so then we can actually play it um but yeah you'll have a kid that knows the game well that'll uh, explain it to the entire group how great is that kids teaching kids that's what, oh yeah how about that that's, that's kind of crazy all about. that's crazy talk crazy talk um, yeah. Yeah, and then you know something else which we didn't even put on the list here. Um, usually these things are after school, and um, it, it can run a little bit late. Kids can start getting tired, um, obviously because of you want to be careful because of allergies. But uh, we set up a little you know food ring for kids to bring in some food, oh, yeah, some nice. chips, cookies, whatever. Um, you know, it just adds to the environment. It's just, I it's hard to explain how laid back the whole thing is it's just it's really fun so it's not just mountain dew and pizza mountain dew pizza and doritos okay breath smelling really good (laughs) that's that's all you need that's all you need man okay well uh that's awesome i think this is uh gonna be helpful for our listeners we'll have this outline on the in the show notes and i think that'll be helpful yeah the last step Uh, is uh send us your success stories tell yeah and and good luck yeah yeah. Uh, one last thing, Jerry. Uh, had a shout out on Twitter, which I thought was pretty cool, from Lindsey Tropp. Uh, I'll quote it here. Eight hours of driving equals lots of time to catch up on Ed Gamer podcast, Smiley Face. Man, I thought that was quite that eight nice. eight hour drive just turned into what feels like a 16 hour drive. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, listen, for eight listen hours. to us. And you, oh. Yeah. Oh, man. She should, was... she should get an award. Some kind of <laughs> torture award. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. Great podcasts and blog posts on the Edreach Network. Have a great week. Eight hours of that. 
and Trampled by Turtles. The show is brought to you by Trampled by Turtles. Oh, yes. Check them out on YouTube. Uh, wait so long. It's awesome. awesome. We're taking their first royalty check.